You can compare what each gospel writer wrote about Jesus and his ministry in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January. It's titled, Jesus, A Study of the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Browse before you buy at issuesetc.org or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040. Jesus, A Study on the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, costs fourteen ninety nine. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, Jesus, A Study on the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We've come to the end of a broadcast week on this Friday, January the 24th. That means it's time to play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. It's a simple game we like to play with our listeners. We'll play four soundbites from this week's Issues Etc. audio. All you have to do is listen. Then after you've heard the four soundbites, give us a call. one 623 myie Or send us an email, talkback at issuesetc.org. Or a tweet at issuesetc. Or you can go to our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash issuesetc. And we've left space there for you to vote for one of the soundbites to be Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. We need to know who you are where you're listening, and why you're voting for the soundbite you're voting for. one eight seven seven six two three my ie And the listener with the best vote will get the LPR bundle package. That is a Ad Crusum Luther Rose medallion, the I Have Issues t-shirt, the Issues Etc. pen, bumper sticker, notepad, and tote bag. one eight seven seven six two three six nine four three. Soundbite number one this week comes from Saren Foster of Feminists for Life. She was mentioned in a Washington Post op-ed that claimed that the early suffragettes weren't pro-life. Here's her response. Now, I think what, to put Susan Anthony in its proper perspective historically is to understand that she is the publisher of a pro-life newspaper. All the passages within this paper, which she's the owner and co-editor, but she's the owner, Every single one of them is against abortion. Now, if you were the New York Times and you found that all of the passages were against abortion in the New York Times, what would you say about the New York Times? So there are many passages where Susan Anthony talks about her sister-in-law's abortion and how she's going to rue the day that she did this to herself. She equates these things with the worst possible things within humanity, Paramore shootings, adultery, abortion, you know, bigamy. She talks about them all together. We have a, a magazine that is just nothing but really heavy quotes from these women, and it, it, they just speak for themselves, and you can't eliminate history. There's too many copies of the Revolution and these other publications out there. They just can't get rid of it. They're going to nitpick things that don't fit what they want to see, but the fact is we've got the research. That's soundbite number one, Sarah Foster responding to a Washington Post op-ed claiming that the suffragettes weren't pro-life. one 623 my ie Talk back at issuesetc.org, our Twitter address at issuesetc, and our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash issuesetc. Here comes soundbite number two. It's from Dr. Kevin Golden. We were remembering Old Testament matriarch Sarah answering the question, how was Sarah integral to God's promise to Abraham. Sarah herself comes to Abraham and says, oh, you can have my my servant Hagar and have a child by her. And Abraham does actually do that. He has a child by her, Ishmael. And the Lord says, no, that also is not how it's going to do. This is the child of promise. 
And that's made a lot of later in Scripture as well, that it is only the child that God has promised through Sarah that really is the way he's going to go about this. Now, that plays out a bit in Genesis itself, but maybe one of the biggest ways it plays out is uh, how the Apostle Paul takes hold of that in his letter to the Galatians, because he's dealing with the Galatians saying, uh, you can either be a child of the free woman, or you can be the child of the slave woman, Hagar, and the child of uh, the slave woman is not the child of promise. It's the child of the free woman, the child of Sarah, who is the child of promise. This is how the Lord works. And so Paul can use that as a way to talk about you're saved, not by your own machinations, your own way of doing things, as they try to do with Abraham and Hagar, but rather you are saved by what God does, his promise, him following through on his word, as he did with Abraham and Sarah, and so also he does it for us through Christ our Savior. That's soundbite number two, Dr. Kevin Golden. How is Sarah integral to God's promise to Abraham? one 623 6943 Facebook.com slash IssuesETC, or send us an email, talkback at IssuesETC.org. Soundbite number three comes from Dr. Frank Beckwith. We were talking about Christians in the public square. Here he is with a simple answer to the question, should religious ideas be excluded from the public square? I think we have to treat religious citizens like we treat all citizens. That is, supposing you have a, um, say, a member of Congress who is, let's say, schooled in, in medicine, let's say a physician, we don't say, for example, that he or she should simply vote and engage the public square by excluding from their minds everything they learned in medical school. Or let's say somebody who grew up in poverty, who grew up, let's say, in a minority community, we don't tell them, oh, exclude from your personal identity all your experiences uh, growing up poor and growing up in a minority community. We actually say that those types of experiences and beliefs that one acquires can actually contribute to a better understanding. And I think that's true of the religious citizen. We have all sorts of background beliefs that we acquire as a result of our upbringing, our own study, and those can have a profound and important effect upon the public square. Think, for example, of the number of works of mercy that have arisen in American history as a result of religious belief. Think of the abolitionist movement or the work of of those in the civil rights movement. Those kinds of movements arise from deeply held theological beliefs. Now, of course, one could say, well, people who hold religious beliefs have done bad things. Well, that's also true of people who've held all sorts of other beliefs. Think, for example, of the atheistic government of the Soviet Union in which millions were put in gulags and were harmed and tortured in the name of instituting secular government. I don't think that that's what Ron Reagan believes in. So I think in order to live in a liberal democracy in which we respect the dignity of our fellow citizens, we have to allow people to be able to influence and shape public policy based on what they've learned and what they think is true. That's soundbite number three. Dr. Frank Beckwith, should religious ideas be excluded from the public square? You can vote at our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash issuesetc, or by sending us an email right here in the studio, talk back at issuesetc, or by giving us a call, one 623 Get ready to vote. Here is soundbite number four. It comes from Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. We were introducing the book of Philippians. 
Therein, Paul gives the command, imitate me. Here is Pastor Wolf Miller's thoughts. The imitation is that Paul is living towards the resurrection. Paul is not living in his life in such a way that he is preserving his life at all costs. He's not living in such a way that he's making things better or more comfortable for him. He talks about how those who are enemies of the cross of Christ, their end is destruction, their God is their belly, their mind is set on earthly things, not us. Our citizenship is in heaven. We await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will, this is back in chapter three, verse 21, he will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And so Paul says, with this in mind, not being afraid to live or die, not being afraid to suffer, not being afraid of whatever will happen to me, I live. I live for the kingdom of God, looking for the resurrection, and that's how you should live also. That's what they are to imitate, this eye on the resurrection. That's Pastor Brian Wolfmiller with soundbite number four, St. Paul's command, imitate me. It's time to vote for Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. We'll take a break. This break is a great time to give us a call with your vote. one 877 We're coming to you live this Friday, January the 24th. one 877 Send us that email with your vote. Talk back at issuesetc.org via Twitter at issuesetc or... Register your vote at our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash issues ETC. Built on the rock, children of the heavenly father, on my heart imprint your image, rejoice, rejoice believers, and so much more. Hi, this is Pastor Will Whedon inviting you to join us for our hymn sing at the 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. This year's theme, Northern Lights, Danish and Scandinavian hymns. Making the Case is Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th at Concordia University, Chicago. Find out more and register at issuesetc.org. You can compare what each gospel writer wrote about Jesus and his ministry in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January. It's titled, Jesus, A Study of the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Browse before you buy at issuesetc.org or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040. Jesus, A Study on the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, costs fourteen ninety nine. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, Jesus, a study on the words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. More topics, more guests, more Jesus. You're listening to Issues Etc. Christological. My friends, Jesus comes only for sinners. Historical. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by... Sacramental. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for your sins. To find a Christological, historical, and sacramental church near you, go to issuesetc.org. 
and click Find a Church. It is time to vote for Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week, live this Friday, January the 24th. You can vote by giving us a call, 1-877-623-MYIE, 877-623-6943. You can send us an email right here in the studio. We get them in real time. Talk back at issuesetc.org. Send us a vote via Twitter at IssuesETC or leave your vote at our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash IssuesETC. We need to know who you are, where you listen, and why you're voting for the soundbite. You're voting for one 623 6943 Will it be soundbite number one, Saren Foster responding to a Washington Post op-ed claiming that the suffragettes weren't pro-life? Soundbite number two, Dr. Kevin Golden, how was Sarah integral to God's promise to Abraham? Soundbite number three, Dr. Frank Beckwith, should religious ideas be excluded from the public square? Or soundbite number four, Pastor Brian Wolfmiller on St. Paul's command, imitate me. one 623 my We're giving away the LPR bundle package to the listener with the best vote. That's an Ad Crucem Luther Rose medallion, the I Have Issues t-shirt, the Issues Etc. pin, bumper sticker, notepad, and the brand new tote bag. 1-877-623-6943. The first vote for Soundbite of the Week comes from Katie in Rockford, Illinois. She picks Soundbite number four, Pastor Brian Wolfmiller on Paul's Imitate Me. Katie writes... In the whole soundbite, Pastor Wolf Miller's focus is on our hope in Christ and how he will raise us on the last day. Paul himself is barely mentioned at all. It also counters a false impression a lot of people have of Paul that he assumed too much, apostleship, authority, etc. On the contrary, he was determined to preach nothing but Christ, even when saying, be imitators of me. P.S., writes Katie, listener email and comment line episodes are one of my husband's favorite podcast experiences. I always make sure to listen to them so that we can discuss the mindless cardinals, baseball, eyeglasses, banter. Later that night, he hopes there's someday a mindless banter half hour or so at the Making the Case conference, maybe before or after the hymn sing. That would definitely put people to sleep. There's no doubt about that. Katie, thank you very much for your vote in Rockford. Martin is voting in Oak Park, Michigan. He's voting for Dr. Kevin Golden, soundbite number two. How is Sarah integral to God's promise to Abraham? He writes, excellent tie into both Old and New Testament, highlighting God's promise to all who accept his free gift of salvation, reminding all that our choice is to be under God and not under the slavery to sin. Martin, thank you very much, and thanks for listening there in Michigan. What about the rest of you? 1-877-623-6943, 877-623-MYIE. Patty is voting for soundbite number one, Saren Foster, responding to the Washington Post op-ed claiming that the suffragettes weren't pro-life. Patty says, I interviewed her a few years ago. Feminists for life are not the same as so-called feminists today who say that they are the right ones but are not. Saren and the other feminists like them love all human lives born Newborn, babies, husbands, etc. They're not against men at all. Patty, thanks for pointing that out, and thanks for your vote in Fort Wayne. 
1-877-623-6943. There's still time for you to vote for Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week and an opportunity to win the LPR bundle package. That call-in number, 1-877-623-MYIE. Our email address, talkback at issuesetc.org. Our Twitter address, at issuesetc. And our Facebook fan page where you can leave your vote, facebook.com slash issuesetc. Again, we need to know who you're voting for and why you're voting for them and where you listen. Pam listens in Centerport, Iowa. Pam says, I like Dr. Kevin Golden, how Sarah was integral to God's promise to Abraham. I liked his explanation of why Sarah gave birth to the promised Savior instead of Hagar, bearing Abraham's son. Sarah was the chosen one of who the promised Savior was to come. Abraham thought he could fulfill the promise by having the son with Hagar. When God said that Sarah would have the son from whom the promised Savior would come, it's not our doing. It's God's. Thank you very much, Pam, and thanks for listening up in Iowa. Christian listens in Texas. Christian says, all of the sound bites are incredible. All are helpful and informative, but as a member of St. Paul in Austin, I connect most with Pastor Wolf Miller. Loyalty says he's the best. Then again, he's also the most interesting to listen to. That's a vote for soundbite number four, Pastor Brian Wolfmiller on Paul's command to imitate me. The winner of Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week, according to your votes this week, is soundbite number two, Dr. Kevin Golden. How was Sarah integral to God's promise to Abraham? Sarah herself comes to Abraham and says, oh, you can have my my servant, Hagar, and have a child by her. And Abraham does actually do that. He has a child by her, Ishmael. And the Lord says, no, that also is not how it's going to do. This is the child of promise. And that's made a lot of later in Scripture as well, that it is only the child that God has promised through Sarah that really is the way he's going to go about this. Now, that plays out a bit in Genesis itself, but maybe one of the biggest ways it plays out is uh, how the Apostle Paul takes hold of that in his letter to the Galatians, because he's dealing with the Galatians saying, uh, you can either be a child of the free woman, or you can be the child of the slave woman, Hagar, and the child of uh, the slave woman is not the child of promise, It's the child of the free woman, the child of Sarah, who is the child of promise. This is how the Lord works. And so Paul can use that as a way to talk about you're saved, not by your own machinations, your own way of doing things, as they try to do with Abraham and Hagar, but rather you are saved by what God does, his promise, him following through on his word, as he did with Abraham and Sarah, and so also he does it for us through Christ our Savior. That's the winner of Soundbite of the Week, Dr. Kevin Golden. How was Sarah integral to the God's promise to Abraham? Thanks to everybody who voted for Soundbite of the Week. Katie in Rockford, Illinois, you get the LPR bundle package. Send us your shirt size and your mailing address. Talk back at issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. has brought to you in part this week by LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces. They support almost 200 chaplains who represent the church on active duty, the reserves, the National Guard, and Civil Air Patrol. Find out more about their efforts at lcms.org slash armed forces. Serving those who serve, LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces, lcms.org slash armed forces. Next week on Issues Etc., we'll begin a series on words in Scripture, talking with Pastor Will Whedon about the word love. We'll have Dr. Joel Bierman respond to a New York Times op-ed column, answering the question, why do people believe in hell? And we'll discuss a post-Christian view of the body with Dr. Gene Edward Veith. 
So the life that Abraham lived after God had made the promise, Sarah as well, was shaped entirely by that promise, God keeping that promise to them and for us. And the same is true of us. Our lives are shaped entirely by the good, strong, and kept promises of God. We simply stand on the other side of their fulfillment in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Todd Wilkin. I'll talk with you Monday. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. Remember when education was about the fundamental skills of reading, writing, and arithmetic? And about reading great literature and studying history to give our kids a model for what it is to be a good person? Memoria Press's Classical Christian Curriculum offers that very model for your homeschool. Get $5 off your next order by using the coupon code LPR20. For more information, go to memoriapress.com. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Wildwood, Missouri is a proud sponsor of Issues Etc. And if you enjoy the relevant, Christ-centered teachings presented on this program, then you should come and join us at St. Paul's on Sundays at 9 a.m., where you will hear sermons that proclaim Jesus Christ and Him crucified for our sins and enjoy in-depth Bible studies to help us grow as disciples. For more information, check us out at stpaullutheranwildwood.org.